Good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is good to be with you on this Sunday, and which every day we come and we worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today I want you to keep in mind uh, this one thought. What is my response to Jesus Christ? What does that do to me? What does that draw me into? Because it is our response to Jesus Christ that shares with the world that we trust in the one and only Jesus. So that is our focus today for our worship. Uh, Please turn to your bulletin for uh, several announcements today. T-shirts are are out if you ordered one. Uh, Make sure that you uh, pick that up today. Uh, There will be, uh, you can work with Margaret if uh, you need to do something different. Uh, there is a blood drive tomorrow, and I looked recently cause, uh, to see what was coming along, and there are so many spots available. Uh, it is important for us to be able to uh, help out where we can. This is just one of those ways that we can. Uh, so if you have some time, uh, go ahead and register that you can give blood tomorrow uh, and make that uh, a priority for you. It's also uh, kit time. For those that are familiar with that, and uh, you know what it is. Uh, there are things that, uh, in order to help you along the way for those that are not. There's hygiene kits and there's uh, uh, student kits for schools. And there's uh, guidelines for you to what you put in those bags and how to do it. Uh, and then bring them back to the church. Uh, also, I wanted to keep you, you may have been seeing the announcements there about... Uh, and. September, we're going to be doing this uh, first of a series. It's called Proactively Planning for Your Future. And this is, like I said, it's a series of different opportunities for us to learn about how we can best prepare ourselves for what is ahead. And that can be in many different things. And the first one you're looking at is explaining Ohio's advanced directives for if you're going into the hospital, the hospitals always ask you these things. And so this is a way for you to have the tools you need in order to respond appropriately. And also, out in the narthex there, there is sign-up sheets for the garage sale that's coming up that the men of faith are putting on. They need your assistance, and there's for you to do that. Uh, so if you would take a look at that, it's on uh, September 8th and 9th are the dates. Uh, so if you can make yourself available for that as well. I also wanted to give you, uh, for at least one more week, talking to you about our initiatives for the fall. The Meet and Meet, uh, which is an opportunity for, uh, for someone to be a host to begin with, uh, to invite people into their homes in order to form a small group uh, around just whatever it is that you guys want it to be. As long as there's a piece of it that says, we are here to share our life of faith together. And so there are a couple people that have come forward, but we would like to continue to have uh, more folks consider this and then consider being a part of something. Uh, so if either one of those ways, you can talk to me, uh, send me an email or whatever it is to help you uh, get connected. The other one is uh, hospitality time that we are looking to create beginning on September 10th. We have some folks that have signed up for that as well, but we need some more help with that. Uh, We're going to have just a short time with uh, coffee, water, or maybe a snack. Just a way for us to have gathering time before we come in to worship and after. 
Uh, so that is something we need you to be preparing uh, for coming up. And like I said, we need a few more folks to be a part of that hospitality team. Uh, also, I wanted to let you know on that date, September 10th, uh, it's the kickoff for Sunday school, and we're changing the time to 9 a.m. So
Good morning. Please stand as you are able for our call to worship, which is printed in the bulletin. Our help is in God, who calls us to worship. Our hope is in love, that calls us to care. Come, let us bring our full selves to worship. Let us bring our full love and care. Our opening hymn this morning is Glorious Things of Thee Are Spoken, which is number 731 in the hymnal and on the screens.
You may be seated. And if you would join me in the opening prayer, as printed in our bulletin. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, bless us with your presence as we worship this day. Bless us with your love as we grow in love and mature in faith. Bless us with your guidance as we give ourselves to you, to your church, and to your work in the world. Amen. If the children can come forward for children's moments, that would be great. morning we, uh, we, we have five, I think, five kids that are going into uh, the third grade and it is our tradition here to make sure that uh, those children have uh, a Bible of their own. Uh, this is that whole understanding of uh, Jesus Christ has all called the children to come. We may, as adults, think oh, we're going to protect and we're going to hold them away from all these different things. Uh, just as the disciples, when the, all the children were trying to get to Jesus, they were like, back up, back up. And Jesus said, no, let them come. Jesus needs to be before them. And a way we can do that is to make sure they have a Bible of their own and understand that they can read the Bible on their own. So that as, they, as you grow up, you will be able to know that you are the one who has your faith. And it is through the Bible that you can meet Jesus more and more. Uh, so we want 
uh, those children to have a Bible as they get into the point of time where reading becomes more and more important uh, for their education in life. Uh, and so it makes much sense for them to have a Bible as well. So the names that we have, we only have actually a, one of them here today, but uh, Lila Hirsch, Sadie Mahan, Luke Bossing, uh, Logan Fleming is here, <laughs> and uh, Judson Kennedy. Those are the children that will be receiving uh, Bibles today. So use this well, and may the Lord bless you in all your reading. Thank you. Now you get a treat. Thank you for helping today. Prayer hymn is Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, number 349. think about prayer, there are many things uh, that we uh, bring of ourselves into prayer. One of the things that should drive us to prayer is what makes our heart ache. So many things that we see and experience uh, when we view them, when we hear them, when we see them, we can either have a, a visceral feeling to that or we can just take it in. Pay attention to those things that make your heart ache. This could be a way for the Spirit to encourage you to be a more a part of whatever it may be. When I think about the, the news this past several weeks when we seen the devastation in Mali, and you can see how different people responded to that tragedy. You think about all the different shootings that you see and hear about. Different people have a different response to those happenings. I was informed this morning of a, a young child who spent several hours in brain surgery. A little girl named Ashton. I want you to keep in mind this little girl who is struggling for her life. There are different things that get us. Pay attention. Let us go before our Lord in prayer. Gracious and merciful God, we like to go about our day without even a thought. 
go around and go about our business. But Lord, there are so many things that we encounter as we go. Sometimes we are unable to continue. You draw our attention to something. You encourage us to walk into it. Lord, this day we just ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to your encouragement. You've given us a heart and a mind for a reason. You want us to be able to uh, receive what is coming around us. You, you've formed our brains in such a way that all we do is we gather all that is around us. And we try to make sense of it. Lord, you created everything to work together. Our hearts, our minds, our souls. Lord, you speak to them. All of our being. Lord, help us to understand our hearts. Those things that make it ache. Things that come our way and we just know that there's something about it that is calling for us. Maybe it is just a prayer. Maybe it is a little bit more than that. Give us wisdom, O God, to know. Encourage us to be courageous in our response. When we think about the people in Maui, how they've been completely displaced from their lives. We know their hearts ache. And we truly don't know how to respond. The devastation is too great. Lord, it takes an army, an army of your love, to surround people that have been displaced such as this. May you speak to each and every person that you are calling in to your service to be a part of the solution. We ask this for all the different things that we experience, oh God. Or we ask that you be with Ashton. Be with the family and the friends and those that are in the midst of the battle. Give them encouragement today. Give them hope. Give them the strength to be able to be the strength that Ashton doesn't have right now. We just ask that there would be a joyful solution. Lord, you empower us with your spirit to be in the midst of all these things. May we be your body in the world. Let's pray now the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
power and the glory. Amen. As we think about our response to Jesus Christ, one of those things is how do we connect with our body of Christ? How do we assure that the body of Christ in this space, in this place, is here to be the light to the world? That is in reach of who we are. It is in our response that we can be followers of Jesus Christ. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? God, who always gives each one of us the best, we thank you for this opportunity to share from our abundance. Help us to give as fully to you and to your world as you have given to us. 
Transform our gifts with your love, that they may become vessels of your love for others. Amen. You may be seated. The scripture reading today comes from the book of Romans, verses 12, 1 through 8. A living sacrifice. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Humble service in the body of Christ. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
for you ladies. Thank you for sharing your gift. Well, last Sunday, many of us joined the community worship event at Shawnee Park. It was great to be with a large crowd of believers who openly shouted out praise to God. The name of Jesus was repeatedly called out. It was sung out and lifted up to proclaim that he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. People were cheering, clapping, even laughing and celebrating together, all because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I can't tell you how good it felt to be with brothers and sisters in Christ and not be focused on our differences and judging one another. We were united in Christ. This letter that Paul wrote to the Roman believers is largely about unifying the known world through the person of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote about Adam's sin and humanity's fall, God's pursuit of humanity through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the establishment of the law through Moses, the failure of the law to bring about righteousness, and the life of righteousness by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Paul makes the case for Christ that by faith in Jesus we are justified and is made right with God, dead to sin and alive in Christ. In Christ, we are made alive through the Holy Spirit, who is given as a gift to set us free from sin and death, to give us a new life. We have life. Because of God's grace and mercy offered through Jesus and His sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. Paul, in his letter, urges believers in Christ to respond by offering our lives on behalf of Christ. Focusing on this first part of Romans chapter 12 today, we are looking to Paul to show us what evidence expresses we are responding as a living sacrifice. Now, Paul uses this language of a living sacrifice in contrast to the Jewish practice of animal sacrifice, which obviously ended in the animal's death. Paul also knew that his Jewish audience would understand that the animal sacrifice was integral to their response of faith in God, who freed them and gave them new life under the law of Moses. With Christ's sacrifice on the cross, as the final sufficient sacrifice for all, animal sacrifice was obsolete. So, what should our response of faith in Christ be? Paul explained, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is your true and proper worship. Now for the Jewish faithful, animal sacrifice was an act of worship. In the law, there were different kinds of animal sacrifice. In some cases, the sacrifice was prepared in such a way that parts of the animal were burned as an offering to the Lord, while the meat 
was preserved to be eaten in communion with the Lord in a holy space. However, the offering Paul was alluding to is the whole burnt offering. This sacrificial act of worship was a complete rendering of the animal to the Lord. Nothing was reserved for the person offering the sacrifice. Paul was urging believers to give themselves completely to the Lord. Not reserving anything for us, but trusting Jesus with our whole life. Evidence of being a living sacrifice is expressed when our life is offered as worship. Now, if you are like me, when I hear that statement out loud, it causes me to pause and consider, is my life an offering of worship? Am I holding on to some parts of my life that aren't worthy offerings? Am I willing to truly give my whole life, my whole life to Christ? We shouldn't shy away from wrestling with these questions. Wrestling is the beginning of letting go of those things we are holding on to. See, Paul understood the battle. He was walking it himself. And from his experience, Paul also knew it was worth working through the struggle. So Paul urged, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, the good, pleasing, and perfect will. Jesus' resurrection generated a phenomenon. You see, the new age in Christ's eternal reign, where humanity has uninhibited access to the Lord forever, exists alongside the old age, which is ruled by natural desires. The old age is passing away and the new age is everlasting. But we live in what theologians call the already but not yet. Until Jesus' return, we remain in the not yet. However, by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us, we are being transformed to live an already life. Our minds have been trained to conform to the old age mode of operation. We have learned the way of the world and our hearts follow the world's lead. The way we think motivates our actions. For our way of thinking to change, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You see, our minds must be retooled. To know the will of God in order for our hearts to follow the Spirit's lead. It's like a, a car creates ruts in a, in a muddy pathway. Our life experience in the world has created ruts in the way of thinking. To go another path, we have to be intentional to get out of the rut. Evidence that we are responding as a living sacrifice is expressed when our hearts and our minds are, well, open to the Holy Spirit. This may be simple in theory, but it isn't so easy in practice to 
to truly be open to the Spirit, we can't have our minds made up about anything except that Jesus is Lord. After that, we must be open to the Spirit to show us the will of God. Now, we have tools to to help us discern the Lord's will. We have the Bible, we have tradition, we have experience, we have reason, and we have each other. And Paul said the Spirit would provide affirmation that our response is good and pleasing to the Lord. We have to be careful where we look for affirmation. Unfortunately, we have been conformed by the pattern of the world to look to our ego. What we need is transformation to find our assurance through the Spirit's encouragement. So Paul warned, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Now Paul was speaking from a transformed mind or a mind and heart in the midst of transformation when he wrote this. He was literally knocked off his high horse. When he met Jesus on his way to Damascus to stop the early Christians from following the Spirit's leading. He was so sure of himself, his Jewish heritage, and his training in the law that his ego convinced him to stop Jesus' followers. However, after his encounter with Jesus, his faith response was shaped by the Spirit's leading. He was no longer driven by his ego. He was no longer his own. His worth was found in Christ. Evidence that we are responding as a living sacrifice is expressed when our value comes from our identity in Jesus Christ. Friends, the world's value system is very different from God's. The world measures value by how much we can gain from it. Jesus showed us in his humility that our worth comes from whose we are. By faith in Christ, we are children of God. We all have the same faith, so we all have the same worth in God's eyes, and we should all see each other the same way. So Paul described, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Faith in Christ is not a solo venture. That's the opposite of what the pattern of this world is is conforming us to live. You know, the, the messaging we receive from the world is, look out for number one. Be an individual. Climb the ladder, win at all costs, depend on no one but yourself, etc. I'm sure you can add a few more. Our identity in Christ changes everything. Our perspective changes from me to we. And from building my kingdom to building God's kingdom. Evidence we are responding as a living sacrifice is expressed when our purpose is defined through our relationship with the body of Christ. Paul really has a way of speaking right into our hearts, doesn't he? I mean, just thinking about the level 
of connectedness that our faith in Christ invites. And compare that to the disunity, division, and competition within the global church. Then when we bring it closer to home, we have to admit that we could benefit from building our relationships within our local church. The more connected we are in faith with each other, the more we will be living to fulfill God's purposes and not just our own. Every follower of Christ is a valued member of the body and every member adds value to who we are as a whole and to our purpose of pursuing the will of God. Paul puts it this way. He says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So here's the beauty of our faith in Christ. And the gift of the Holy Spirit, by grace, meaning by God's outpouring of love, in Christ we are not only forgiven and reconciled, but we are also inspired, empowered, and equipped to respond in faith. This is all a gift of grace. However, we have to respond. We have to discern our gifts. We have to offer them to the Lord and look for ways to use them. Evidence we are responding as a living sacrifice is expressed when our participation is freely given according to our gifts. We all have gifts to share. What keeps us from sharing them? The body of Christ is the healthiest when we offer our whole selves as a living sacrifice. It is through this offering that we submit ourselves to God's grace and to the Holy Spirit to transform us to live according to God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. There is evidence. There is evidence of our transformation that is expressed through our life of faith. Our life is offered as worship. Our hearts and our minds are open to the Holy Spirit. Our value comes from our identity in Christ and our purpose is defined through our relationship with the body of Christ. And our participation is freely given according to our gifts. The reason for our response of faith is God's mercy and grace. Let us offer more of ourselves to the Lord, experience transformation, Share our gifts according to the grace we have been given. And then we will be able to test and approve God's will. Amen. Please rise as we sing our closing hymn. O God, our help in ages past. Verses 1, 2, 3, and 6. Number 117.
So as we go from this place today, know that you are going as a response to your life in Jesus Christ. Everywhere you go, all that we do, we are Jesus Christ's followers. So go in peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.